KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzay Torah. You're listening to the Erev Shabbat program, Yudchet Shvat, Erev Shabbat Kodesh Parshat Yitro, and I'm your host, Jonathan Snowbell. Um, the, uh, the Erev Shabbat program is dedicated to uh, Shlomo Yosef ben Chaim Shmuel, who I am also told is, Parshat Yitro is his Bar Mitzvah Parsha, was his Bar Mitzvah Parsha, and his granddaughter is celebrating a wedding this week, Bezrat Hashem. Um, Parshat Yitro, or specifically the Haftarah of Yitro, allows us to um, look into something in our liturgy in our tefillot, in our prayers, that we say often and we know is of great significance. And I'm not sure how much we really take in what we're saying. Of course, I'm referring to the pasuk in the Haftarah from Sefer Yeshayahu, the Karaze El Zevi Amar, Kadosh, 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 Adonai Tzavot Malach HaLa'aretz Kevodo. pasuk that we say often and... Uh, and in order to understand the full effect of this pasuk, we of course have to mention the complementary pasuk, which again comes up in Kedusha, uh, along with it from Sefer Yechezkel, Vatisaini Ruach Vaishma Harai Kol Rash Kadol Baruch Kevod Adonai Mimekomo. And it's important to take take a step back and look at Kedusha and understand what we're what we're saying, what we're perhaps praying for, perhaps giving ourselves hope for, um, and to to look into the context of the psukim and to look in the context of the tefillot. Um, Kedusha, we say, I think if uh, I ask the average person, when do we say Kedusha, they'll tell me in Chazarat Hashatz, we say Kedusha, we stand, even those of us who might talk chas during Pesukah Zimra or during Chazarat HaShatz. Everybody knows, even those who are even less affiliated with Judaism, Kedusha, nobody talks. You stand up, feet are together, and, and you don't talk. You say Kedusha. But of course, Kedusha is not limited to Chazarat HaShatz. We say Kedusha, in fact, three times during Tefillat Shacharit, and these are the three contexts of Kedusha. We have Kedusha in Birkot Kriyat Shema of Shacharit, where we say, Kadosh, 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 and Baruch Hashem And, of course, we have what's called Kedusha de Sidra. We have Kedusha in Uval Etzion, where, again, we say, and this time we actually quote the full Pesukim, V'karazel Zevi Amar Kadosh Kadosh, and V'tisayni Ruach V'ashma Acharai Baruch Hashem Yimimkomo. And it's important to note that there are indeed three Kedushot. Uh, the Mishnah Bura mentioning uh, some, I would have to point it in the direction of mystical idea or Kabbalistic idea, that one should have tefillin on uh, at Shacharit for four Kadishim and three Kedushot. Exactly mentioned in the Ramah. The, the, the Mishnah Bura just makes a slight correction. So for Kadishim, we have 
חצי קדיש after ישתבח, חצי קדיש after שמונה עשרה, קדיש שלם after ובעל ציון, and an additional קדיש after עלינו, and three קדושות, he says, and of course those three קדושות are the three קדושות we mentioned, the קדושה in ברכות קריאת שמה, the קדושה in חדרת השעץ, and the קדושה, קדושה דה סדרה, in ובעל ציון. When we, when we note that there are in fact three Kedushot and not just one, we then have to come to the conclusion that the essentials of Kedushah are indeed Kadosh, 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 Hashem Tzalakot, Malach Al-Aretz, Kvodah, and Baruch Kvod Hashem in Pomo. And that's it. Yimloch Hashem Alam Al-Kayach Tzilun Davador Haluya is not an essential part of the Kedushah. And... Hashem Yimloch Olam Va'ed, that we say in Kedushah the Sidra, is also not an essential part of the Kedushah, because if they, those were par- essential parts of the Kedushah, they would appear in all three Kedushot. Only Kadosh, 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 and Baruch Hashem Komo appear in all three Kedushot, and they are the essential lines of Kedushah. And in fact, if my memory serves me correct, and I believe it does, um, when one is praying... Shmona Esrei, and they have reached the end of Shmona Esrei, but not quite if completed. In other words, they have said the final bracha, Baruch Atah Hashem, and Baruch Atah Moe Yisrael, B'Shalom, Yudor Atzani Merifi, Ve'egion B'Lefanach Hashem, Tzuri Ve'Go'ali. And they are now in the middle of the Tchina that we say at the end of Tefillah, Elokai Netzor. So, though in the middle of Shmona Esrei, we're not allowed to answer Kedushah, here we are allowed to answer Kedushah, because we have essentially completed Shmona Esrei. And here the Mishnah Bura points out that we're allowed to answer Kedusha, and answering Kedusha involves just saying Kadosh, 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 and Baruch HaVarashem Mikoma, not Yimlach Hashem Lola. So we see the two lines of Kedusha are Kadosh, 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 Hashem, Tzalakot, Meloch, Hala, Aretz, and Baruch, Kivot Hashem, Mimekoma. So if we... What, what are we saying here? What are these two psukim coming to teach us? Why are they so important? What is the significance of them? In order to understand the significance of the two psukim, or perhaps what we'll ultimately see, the contrast between the two psukim, we actually have to go and look a little bit into the context of where they are written. Because as we pointed out, the Pasuk of Kadosh 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 Hashem Tzvakot Maloch Al-Aretz is a Pasuk from Sefer Yeshayal and Baruch Kivod Hashem Yimekomo is a Pasuk from Sefer Yechezkel. In both places where the Pasukim appear, both of the Nevi'im are describing majestic visions in which Malachim, angels, and the like play significant roles. And yet, there's a difference. Whereas Yeshayahu is perhaps on the eve, is speaking at, on the eve of the Khurban, he's speaking at a time where the Jewish people are still living in Eretz Israel. There's a Beit HaMikdash, there are good kings, as opposed to Yechezkel. Yechezkel is living in Babel on the Harkvar. He is at the point of Galut. And as we know from Chazal, Galut is not only exile for the Jewish people, 
Galut is the exile of God as well. And what does this exile of God mean? The exile of God is not a physical exile. Perhaps his, the Kedush, his, his presence in Eretz Yisrael is felt less, perhaps. But more than that is that Eretz Yisrael and the life, a Jewish existence in Eretz Yisrael should allow us to see God in every step of life. This is the meaning of mitzvot in Eretz Yisrael. We plant the field, and there are halachot surrounding the planting of the field. And there's halachot surrounding the plowing of the field. And there's halachot surrounding cutting the wheat and taking the fruits off the trees and taking trumotu masrot. And which years we're allowed to work in the field and which years we're not. But the exile of God goes even further beyond that because Chazal teach us the flavor from the fruits was taken away on the day that the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed. God somehow pulled a little bit away from His creation and somehow His creation is lacking now. In the time of Yeshayahu, the Beit HaMikdash is built in the time of Yeshayahu, Chizkiyahu HaMelech is a king and the Jewish people are learning Torah and fulfilling the Torah in, the, in their land. Kadosh, 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 Hashem Tzvakot, Melochol Haaretz Kevodo. His glory fills the entire land. There is an intense place of Hashrat Shechina, there's an intense place where his presence is felt, and that is in the Beit HaMikdash. But this intense presence in the Beit HaMikdash spills over everywhere. Certainly in Eretz Yisrael and perhaps beyond as well. And as, as we've described, there is significance to every action that we do in our mundane lives. Whether it's our work in the fields, whether it's our interactions with our fellow human beings, whether it's the interaction of a husband and a wife, there's holiness everywhere. Hashem is everywhere. And this is the true meaning of fulfilling the Torah in, it, in, the, in the fullest sense of the term. That every aspect of our life is filled with Kedusha, is filled with God's presence. The most mundane things are filled with God's presence. Because the Beit HaMikdash, God's presence allows us to take mundane actions, physical actions, and to turn them into holy actions.
we can take a cow, an animal, and make it into a korban, make it a, something that helps us come close to Hashem. And this is the ideal Judaism that we strive for. And this is Kadosh, 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 Hashem Tzvokot, Malocha La'aretz Kivodoh. But yet, there is another plane that a Jew is forced to exist upon as well. A time, a place, where the Beit HaMikdash does not exist. And because of that, Mishacharav Beit HaMikdash, Nitlatam in HaPerot. From the day that Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, there is no longer any flavor in the fruit. There is no Kedusha in mundane actions. We are in Galut. The planting of the fields, the sowing, the reaping, there are no Trumotu Masrot, there are no Korbanot. Our mundane lives seem to lack significance, seem to lack godliness, and Mishacharav Beit HaMikdash, from the day the Beit HaMikdash is destroyed, Ein la Kadosh Baruch Hu, Ela Dalad HaMot Shalalacha Bilvad. God, Kiviachol, pushes himself into a small corner, into a small four cubits of Halacha, and he exists there. And what are these four Amochel Halacha? This means, on one level, that we find Kedusha only in the Arba Amochel Halacha. Our mundane lives in Galut are not infused with Kedusha. Kedusha is found in Dalad Amochel Halacha, the Beit HaKneset, the Beit HaMidrash. In explicitly holy activities, Kedusha is still found there. And, though, and that makom of Kadosh Baruch Hu of Dalad Halacha. And beyond that, on a different level, the Dalad Halacha, the Halacha which teaches us of where the Kedushah of Kadosh Baruch Hu could reach. It can reach animals in Korbanot. It can reach the land in Kedushah Eretz Yisrael. It could reach the fruits in, in Trumotu Ma'asrot, in Shemitah, Halacha teaches us that God's existence can be everywhere. But God's existence isn't everywhere in the, in, in the state of Galut, in the state of Khurban. It is only in the books. In the books we know about the Korbanot. In the books we know about Trumotu Ma'asrot. And that's where Kadosh Baruch Hu's glory is. And now, in that existence... Kadosh, 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 Hashem Tzvakot, Malocha La'aretz Kevodoh is a hope, is a prayer. But the existence that we truly live in when in a state of Galut is Baruch Kevod Hashem Mimekomo. And then the Viyach Azkel is telling us HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not Malocha La'aretz Kevodoh right now. He has a makom. He has a place. He has Dalad Amot Shal Halacha. 
And from that place we are praying, Baruch Kivad Hashem Mekomo. Hashem is not gone. Hashem lo azavet ha'aretz. God did not abandon the land. He did not abandon the earth. He exists. Bamakom shelo. And we pray, Baruch kivod Hashem yimekomo. We pray that the glory of Hashem, which is in its place right now, should be Baruch. It should grow. It should spill over. It should leave its makom and return to the state as described in Sefer Yeshayahu of Melochala Aretz Kevodo. At this point in the Arab Shabbat program, we would like to turn to Rav Tavori, who will enlighten us once again about Agadol Israel. This week, Chafbez Shvat is the yard site of one of the most enigmatic and difficult personalities to understand in the world of Hasidus. His name resounds in the world of Hasidus, and yet we still try to understand who the man really was, the Kotsk. The very name Kotsk creates already excitement in the feelings of any Hasid. The epitome of truth of sincere search for Avodas Hashem resounds from Kutsk, but nevertheless the personality of Remenachem Mendel of Kutsk somehow eludes us and we are still in a state of shock who the man really was. Born in 1787 near Lublin, to a family of simple people. His father worked as a glazier, going around fixing windows in the local communities. A staunch misnagid at the time when the fight or the controversy between misnagdim and Hasidim was at its height, his father supported the misnagdim. And Reb Menachem Mendel went to learn Gemara. He succeeded extremely well in learning and became known as the Truth Hamid Chacham. If we remember that at a certain time in Jewish history, the Misnagdim used to make fun of the Hasidim and said that they were uh, not intellectuals, not well-versed in learning. They used to compare the Rebbe to the Rav, and say the Rav was a Tamil Chacham, but the Hasidah Shereba, he was a miracle worker, a person who uh, espoused various ideas, but had no root in learning. This could not be said about Rav Menachem Mendel of Kotsk. Before he became a Chassid, he was known as a major Tamil Chacham, and his son-in-law, the Sochachavr, who wrote Egle Tal, wrote introduction to Egli Tal that he got his derech and learning from his father-in-law from Menachem Mendel of Kotsk. The fact that we have no svarim from Menachem Mendel of Kotsk in Torah has nothing to do with his personal erudition. 
It has nothing to do with his lack of writing. It was said that every day he wrote, and every day before he went to sleep, he burned whatever he had written. And one at one point, he spoke to his friends to try to ensure that nothing was left. He wanted no written history of his own chidushim. Legends and stories were told. At a certain point in his young life, Menachem Mendel was recognized by people as being a Tamid Chacham, and the Chose of Lublin somehow heard about him and tried to influence him to go to Lublin to become a Chassid. Eventually, he did win the young Menachem Mendel over, who moved to Lublin, where he became involved with the Talmidim of the Chose, the Yehudi Akadosh, the Holy Yid. He was called the Holy Yid because he had the same name as the Chose. And in the presence of Yerebi, you don't mention his name. So instead of calling him by name, they used to call him the Yid, the Holy Jew. So he, Menachem Mendel was friendly with this Yehudi Akadosh. He became close to Reb Simcha Buna and eventually he took over as the Rebbe. He is known as a tragic figure of Hasidic agony. That phrase is taken from Martin Buber. The student of Hasidus a scholarly student, university approach to Hasidus called him the tragic figure of Hasidic agony. In more Hasidish parlance, he was sometimes called Mendel the Dark, Mendel the Somber One. One time when I was present at the Tish of a Hasidish Rebbe, so we mentioned, some of the students there mentioned stories about Kedolim that we knew, about Hasidish Rebbe's that we knew. So the Rebbe turned to us and said, the difference between you and me is, you see, I know these stories because I have a tradition that the Saba Kadisha, my holy grandfather, my holy relatives, passed the story on from generation to generation. But you know the stories from Buber. And indeed, Menachem Mendel of Kotsk, perhaps more than any other Hasidic master, became a topic about which books were written and scholarly books were written. A comparison between him and other great thinkers was almost something that was automatically going to be considered. Many people have contrasted the Kotzker, with someone from a different world completely, Allah Havdil, to Kierkegaard, who was also a tragic figure, a person who was somehow engrossed in a world that seems to be a world of misery, of loneliness. When you read just the names of the books of Kierkegaard, fear and trembling, sickness unto death, you realize the melancholy spirit of the person. 
Rabbi Menachem Mendel became a Hasidish Rebbe, but instead of the type of a Rebbe that people loved and admired, they were in awe of Rabbi Menachem Mendel. He was harsh, he could be very sarcastic, and his search for MS was absolute. Kotsk became a synonym for MS. Absolute truth. Any deviation from the truth would not be tolerated. They tell that after a student had learned in Kotsk for a while, one time they asked him, is your name Chaim Beryl? And his response was, I think so. In Kotsk, they were so concerned with absolute truth, they were afraid to make any definite statements. But, as I said, Menachem Mendel was known to be sarcastic. Many, many aphorisms and stories are told about him. There are a number of books written about him. Eli Weisel wrote a beautiful chapter about him in the book Souls on Fire. And some of the stories that aphorisms that I mentioned are taken from there. But the story was told about a chassid who came to the Rebbe and asked the Rebbe to da- ask Menachem Mendel of Kotsk, ask him to daven for him. And the Kotsk said, daven for yourself. Tip, not a typical response of a Hasidic Rebbe. Sometimes it is true the Hasidic Rebbe would try to encourage the Talmud to daven for himself. But Apparently, the way in which it said, in which Menachem Mendel said it, was a caustic kind of comment, leave me alone, go daven by yourself. So the, the, the chassid responded, but Rebbe, I don't really know how to daven by myself. And the Kutzke says, that's what you should be worried about. The fact that you have other problems that you ask me to daven for them, that's not your problem. Your problem is you don't know how to daven. And the Kutzker's search for truth was well known, and perhaps the statement that he made or is attributed to him reflects his whole type of thought. Someone said, if it's true that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, he threw MS to the ground, and MS me Eretz Titzmach. MS sprouts forth from the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put this world through truth into the world, and the world is based on truth. MS me Eretz Titzmach. The foundation of the world itself has truth. So why is the world not pervaded by truth? Why is there so much chicanery and falseness in the world? And the response of the Kutzker was... Yes, MS may Eretz Titzmach, but no one bends down to pick it up. Everyone has to lower himself in order to attain that MS. One of the most famous comments that the Kutzker made is somehow mistranslated or stated in different ways in different books, but they all quote basically the same idea. The Kutzker said, if I am and you are, if I am I and you are you, because I am myself and you are yourself, then I am I 
and you are you. But if I am because you are, then I am not I, and you are not you. you. Many of these famous statements had been repeated and tried to be explained. But the personality of a Menachem Mendel seemed to be very, very fiery and he could change from day to day. His relationship with his family, for example, one day seemed to be extremely warm and apparently when his son was about to be married, he didn't even want to attend the wedding and they had to convince him to go to the, to the wedding. He lived this life that frightened the Hasidim and yet they were attracted to him. More and more people came, but they saw this melancholy, difficult person and somehow they were attracted to him. Of course, no discussion of Rabbi Menachem Mendel can be complete or even a few minutes of discussing the life of Menachem Mendel as we do cannot be complete without mentioning the famous story. In Hasidic circles sometimes when they mention a famous circle, a famous story such as this, they say, They say, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Now when you hear the phrase, everybody knows, very often it means that nobody knows, but we just don't talk about it. One year, in 1839, 20 years before the Petira, before the death of the Kutzker, one day, Erev Shabbos, everybody came to Kutsk, was waiting for the Rebbe. And the Rebbe at that time was 50 years old or so. But he was looked older, and as Eli Weisel writes, his face was fierce and terrifying. And something happened that Friday night that, as I said, Hakol Yodin, everybody knows, but nobody knows. What really happened that night? Is it true that he put out the, fi- the fire? He, li- he was, in a sense, Mechal Shabbos? Is it true that he said, Les Din V'les Dayan, he somehow said blasphemy? What is more known, and doesn't seem to be a d- question of dispute, is he did go into isolation for 20 years. Very few people. One of his close students, Abitzka Verka, was one person who was allowed somehow to have contact with the Kutzker in those years. What did he do in those 20 years? What, what was his life like, almost in total isolation, is hard to know. One legend has it that one day he walked out of the room, opened the door, and said, the Welt stinkt noch, the world still stinks, and went back to his room to isolate himself from the, the room. A story that's almost unparalleled in the world of Hasidus. But amazingly enough, this mystery and the questions that it arises about who was Rabbi Mendel did not change the esteem and admiration that 
Chesidus felt for the Kutzker. I'd just like to read a few words from his Matseva, from the tombstone. Avda Kleichem Data. Kutzk said it lost its objective charm. Ruach Apeinu Mashiach Hashem. They contrasted him to the anointed one of God, Sarah Torah, the master of Torah, Makara Bina, the source of understanding, Amur Hadas, the, the foundation of knowledge, Alufa Gaonim, the gen- genius of geniuses, Kodesh Kadashim, the Holy of Holies, Rabbeinu Hagodol Rosh Kulas Ariel Yisrael, the light of Yisrael, Menachem Mendel, who returned his soul in holiness. On Thursday, Chav Bez Shvat, 1859. Zchuto, Those are the end of the words of the Matzeva. Ubakol yagen alehem, ulcho Yisrael imachihem. His merit should be stands for all generations to protect the Jewish people. Thank you very much, Rav Tavori. As we wrap up this Arab Shabbat program, and we think about what we've said today about Kedusha, The, Jew, the Jewish existence is one of a spring. We go back and forth. But even when things are bad and when we're down, we know that the spring will jump out once again and will grow large. And when Kivod Hashem is not felt in the land and God is mitzamtzem himself, he places himself in the small corner of Dalad Amochal Halacha, and Hashem is bim komo, we say, Baruch Tevot Hashem Yimekomo. We pray that the glory of Hashem should come out and grow out of that place, and we should return to a state where all of our actions are not mundane actions, and God is in all of our actions and everywhere, and at the state of Kadosh, 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 Hashem Tzavakot, Maloch HaLa'aretz, Kivodo, God should fill every corner, every action. He should fill His glory in the land, in Eretz Yisrael, and in the world entirely. Shabbat Shalom.